Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Bruto, Blaze, AJ coming at you live as the Avs defeat the Red Bull 2 in Detroit. Um, a game that never really felt that dangerous for Colorado. You felt pretty confident all the way through this one from the jump. The Avs came out hot and scored a goal, what, 75 seconds in or something like that? It was pretty quick that they got out to the lead, and they never relinquished it. So there were some close moments. Detroit made it 2-1 at one point. But nothing really that dangerous. It felt pretty straightforward for Colorado. So Yo! The Avs went 5-2, and we're talking face-offs again? Oh, <laughs> Digging deep. Digging <laughs> deep on the... <laughs> Dr. Dubs! <laughs> uh, is this podcast like the frequent flyer to the hospital? Like yeah. we go to the hospital and we're like, doctor, I, I've got a light. No, my bro. elbow is sore. Bro, we straight up have that. We have that dude on retainer and <laughs> we gave we gave him his own personal cell phone. So that the only one who ever calls it is us, and he has it on his person at all times. Uh, we're good. That's it. No more Atlantic Division the rest of the season. Done with it. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I think tonight was a pretty darn good response <laughs> to anyone that was worried about the Boston game. This one puts it in the rearview mirror real quick. So good on. Yeah, that's there. that's what but, good teams do, right? Like yep. they they bounce back. I mean, granted, they they didn't play well in Buffalo either. So obviously, it's those eleven o'clock start games. They just they can't hang. Uh, <laughs> anything past eleven is all right, though. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there'll be too many eleven o'clock starts in the playoffs. So they'll be all right. <laughs> Speaking of uh, not having to worry about somebody in the playoffs, Detroit eight straight losses to the Abs now. Uh, somehow there are three other teams, uh, that are sitting in a similar boat as I believe LA Anaheim and Buffalo have lost seven straight. Wow. To Colorado. Imagine having four winning streaks of seven, at least seven games against other teams, like active streaks. (laughs) It really goes to show you how badly the abs beat up on those teams. Last year in that weird division. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They just took L's left and right for sure. Um the Detroit way, as we call it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, Detroit now back to actually 500. So you have the abs to thank for that. Um, All right. Who wants to do the 60-second rundown of this hockey game? Should I do it this time? It's all you, dog. Me? All right. One, two, three, go. So first of all, abs converted the two for a brew promotion. So be sure to get your Breck brew. Get that shit paid for. Go over to breckbrew.com. Use the two for a brew promotion. And honestly... I really had very few problems with the Avs' entire lineup tonight. I thought they played pretty solid all the way through the game as a whole. Now, the second period, they slept skated through it. They didn't try very much. But again, the Avs turned it up when they needed to. It was never close. You got scoring from the top line. You got scoring from the third line. You got scoring from the second line. You got everything you needed from the forwards tonight. Defense was good enough by a good margin. It wasn't great. You don't, you're not walking away from this going, wow, the Evs defense was the best, but it was good enough. And Pavel Frensos made the saves he needed to at the end of the game, especially. Got the job done. You can sum this game up as the Evs got the job done. Took care of a team that they should beat. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right. It's a little uh, bit longer than mine. Mine was five seconds. Yeah, seconds. I, I, I used the full 60 <laughs> seconds when they gave it to me. All right. <laughs> Use the whole thing. Uh, You're the basketball coach that's that's losing and takes all your timeouts anyway. Yeah, exactly. You can't take them with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a super villain origin story. What was that laugh? <laughs> One of my basketball pet peeves. <laughs> um. So let's let's start with the first two goals in the first period. Abs obviously come out hot, keep getting pucks to the net. Landy, the one who ends up getting it, but it, it was a weird shift in the first place because the Abs do put Darren Helm out there with the top line, his first time back in Detroit. Um, some puck luck there with Kale McCarr cutting to the net, or is that all skill? Um, I mean both. Sure. I mean, I think it's both a skill play. I mean, that's a great play by McCarr. Yep. Uh, and then, obviously, anytime, anytime one of your guys gets to a puck like that, I mean, look at Detroit's second goal. We were like, wow, that must be nice. Yep. You know, that's that's like two of Colorado's goals. Both come off of plays in which they were deflected by a, a Red Wings player and an Abs player just bangs it home. Sure. So, I think that was just, that was just how goals got scored tonight is – Guys went to the net and they found pucks and put them home. And that was, that was really where the scoring took place for both teams. Wasn't a whole lot of like, just beat that goalie. Yeah, very true. Uh, all of the Avs goals, I guess, I guess the Nachushkin goal really was, there was some skill involved there, but the first three were all off of rebounds. Yeah, I mean, that's a, there's a whole lot of skill involved in that third goal all the way around. Yeah, we'll get to that, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the Avs yeah, get off, get started off on the right foot and they dominate the first period, uh, particularly the first half of it. It just looked like Detroit was not on the same level as Colorado. Uh, you get to the second goal. It gets a little bit squirrely, right? But that third line of O'Connor, Jost and Newhook really was humming all night long. So yeah, definitely some positives to look at there. Um, it, it is a bit interesting as Comfer was the guy that kind of got moved up in the lineup tonight. He was on PP one, things like that. 
do you put yourself in a weird conversation here where you're like, going to be hard to break up that third line after a game like that? No. No. <laughs> okay. Um, That's straightforward. No, I think, yeah, I think no, just because you're talking about bringing – I mean, if McKinnon comes back into the lineup, you know, he draws I mean, back in. And... Obviously, you put McKinnon in the top six. Like, yeah, uh, and like, uh, you, I don't, I don't know that you really have to do a whole lot of adjust. I mean, if you really wanted to, sure, you could leave him there, but you know, you know what you're not getting out of a guy like a JT Comfer. So, yeah, that that goal was driven by Newhook too. What a smart decision down there by the goal line. I mean, Comfer had a chance to knock that in, just you know, skates down the way. I would I would also like to 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 point out that Alex Newhook gets a little bit of skill going with him tonight. Yep. Uh and he has two assists. Yep. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be a point per game player if he were to be elevated into a lineup, but all of this speaks to why the Avalanche should be increasingly confident that when Nazem Kadri makes a jajillion dollars in free agency, <laughs> they're going to they're going to be okay at at two well, you look at the first goal. That's a great breakout by Newhook to get him going the right direction in the first place. Yep. And then he gets involved in the play in the offensive zone, creates a great a opportunity that doesn't get finished initially. But again, as you said, AJ, the way the game was going tonight, you get the net, you get the puck to the front of the net, you crash it, and good things mm-hmm. are happening. So, he almost has that wraparound. Yep. Yep. Like could have you're you're talking about you're three inches from him having a three point night. Yeah. So, yo, if you guys want to call the deer Sir Montague, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm good with that. Uh, we'll put a little nameplate under there, <laughs> Sir Montague, for you guys. Okay, uh, definitely figured this was where the pod was going tonight. Naming AJ's deer. I, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know that that was a conversation, but. It, Look, when when the Avs win eight out of every ten games, like that's kind of what's up, right? True enough. It's uh, people don't really have to talk too much to talk about with the Avs right now. It's the same three things. Yeah, par for the course, as as it has been. Byram related. How much is Nathan McKinnon's next contract going to be? And anything related to the trade deadline? Don't forget faceoffs. Yeah, I mean, uh, face-offs is really, uh, it's like the niche thing that like four or five people talk about a lot. Fair enough. So. What was the face-off? What was the percentage? 43.57. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look at it, too, and what zone that's in as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't, certainly, I don't think the Avs lost any critical face-offs, really. I guess you could say... Were there critical face-offs in this game? Not really. I, yeah. One came... one The second goal, goal kind of led yeah. to one, yeah. Second Detroit goal, that is. Uh, so, you know, it, it it just didn't matter in this hockey game at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is what it is on that front. <laughs> <All right. laughs> at 4-2... to two, Uh... At four to two, the Avs, Nazem Kadri lost uh, faceoffs in the Detroit offensive zone to Pia Suter, Dylan Larkin, and then Ranton and lost one to Larkin as well. And then the Avs won the defensive zone faceoff and scored the empty net goal. And that was that. 
Yep. So, yeah, is what it is. Not going to go too in-depth about it. The one thing possibly negative that I want to talk about here, at least in this period of the, the podcast, is the second period for the Colorado. We've watched them make a habit of, especially when they get a two-goal lead, sometimes they're somewhere else for a good portion of the second period. Are we fine with that? Are we saying it's fine because they're getting away with it? Or do you want to see that get a little bit better, especially against weaker teams? I mean, of course you'd love to see it get better. Of course you'd love to see it tighten up. I mean, the Avs, you you go through the numbers tonight, and the Avs uh, gave up 18 high-danger chances in all situations to the Red Wings. They gave up 35, 33 scoring chances to the Red Wings. They get outshot by the Red Wings. Now, some of these are score effects. The Abs had a two-goal lead for them a long, long portion of this game. Uh, at least a two-goal lead for a long portion of this game. So some of this is score effects that you kind of brush away, but some of this is also like, you know, like the... the I guess it's the third goal that really kind of ends that game, right? Because, like, you have the 2 nothing, they make it 2-1, and then it's like the next game tells you, or the next goal tells you what kind of game this is going to be. Because if it's yep. 3-1, you're probably like, okay, it's probably good. Uh, and then, But if it's 2-2, then you're in a dogfight. And it got to 3-1, it got to 4-1, and then you're just kind of like, okay. Um, so I'm. Would you would you love for them to play a little bit better to the eye? Totally, but uh, like they they went two nothing and then four one. Like it's really it's really really and, really hard for me to feel too bad about how they played overall. I don't. Uh, I I need to come up with a term for this for hockey. In WoW, World of Warcraft, the game they have two two things. They have theory crafting, which is like analytical models and looking at it, and then they have feely craft, which is the way things feel, even if they're not necessarily correct the feely craft of this hockey game, it would have felt a lot better if the abs got up three, nothing and then gave up a goal to make it three, one. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the eye test versus fancy stats. <clears throat> right. Mostly. I, I agree, but I, I want to come you're up with specifically like a feely hockey about. word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you're talking about is like an in-game thing where you're like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel great to, for it to be two, one halfway through the second or, you know, with five minutes left, whatever, whatever it ended up being. Like, it doesn't feel great for it to be 2-1 in a game against a team that's not going to make the postseason. But also, like, like Detroit's not a bottom feeder anymore. Yep, like, they're, they're a decent fine. hockey team. Like, they're they're a 500 club. They're okay. If you're expecting the abs, that the abs should blow out Detroit-caliber clubs, then you're also believing that they don't need, especially without Nathan McKinnon, yeah. they don't need any help whatsoever at the deadline because they're the best team in the league by a long shot. Because you can't just expect them to blow out Detroit-caliber teams willy-nilly. Yep. This was a pretty routine road win. 2 nothing, 4-1, you get out of there 5-2, you don't have Nathan McKinnon. Like Detroit, looked Detroit yeah. looked okay. They looked competitive. Were yeah. you? Were, was anybody really ever in true concern here that the Abs were going to blow this game at some point? I don't think the Abs were either. I mean, if you you know when you play hockey and stuff, you know there's the thing of being on the right side of the puck, and when you're feeling good, you take liberties of not going to the right side of the puck, which is you know between 
you basically when Detroit has the puck being between them, right, and your net, right? And there was a lot of times tonight where if you watch along the boards, the abs weren't going to the right side of the of the puck, excuse me, on that. And they were just trying to take liberties to try to get scoring chances. So obviously they felt pretty confident that they were going to win this game as well. I mean, especially when you go up two goals to zero right away. And the abs have every right to feel that way. I don't think there's any doubt that that they've earned a little bit of leeway when it comes to things like that when you have yeah. the least regulation losses of any team in the NHL. <laughs> and when they go up 2 nothing, and then Altitude flashes whatever that was that they were 29-0-3 yeah. when first, <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. It's like... This is fucking crazy, guys. <laughs> like, they finished these games. So... And I mean, and again, like Nathan McKinnon isn't in this lineup. Yep. You took out, you take out your best player. You're certainly your best forward. You take him out of the lineup and you score five goals. Yep. Like there's been a lot of talk about, oh, the depth needed to do this or that. Well, Landis Cog scores the first goal. Tyson Joe scores your second goal. Kadri gets your third, then Nachushkin. Like you got it out of your first, second and third lines. Yep. With with heavy chip in from the defense because McCarr has a point, has an assist tonight, and Devon Taves has two. So they just keep doing their thing too. I mean, this was just it's easy. It's easy life right now. This is just what's up. Uh all right. So there's not a whole lot of things better than free beer. Again, two for a brew hit tonight. Tonight if, was a two for a brew night. If you get a Breck brew or an avalanche, like my favorite, you can go on to breckbrew.com. Make sure you get your receipt, keep your receipt. When the Avs score two goals in the first period of a game, Breck brew will pay for your first beer on them. So go jump on it. Doesn't matter where you buy it from. You can get it, your first beer from the arena. You can go to your, excuse me, local liquor store, pick up some Breck brew there. They will buy the first beer on them. So hit up Breck brew for literally free beer. And not going to be for a little bit here, but we're, the one thing that might be better than free beer is free abs tickets, which Breck Brew is also going to be giving away. Keep an eye out on our Twitter. We're going to be running a little giveaway there. Uh, have your abs here Twitter? ready to show off. It, it'll be on. It'll be multifaceted. Okay. We'll be we'll be talking about it on the show, but you're going to have to send us some some pictures of yourself and dope abs gear to win the tickets. So. That'll have to be through Twitter. Either way, Breck Brew is dope. They're giving out all sorts of dope stuff. Be sure to check them out because their beer is actually really good, too, which, you know, is good for a beer company. Uh, can get them down at the bar alongside Cold Brew Strava Craft Coffee. Get 25% off of them when you use code DNVR at checkout online. Their CBD-infused coffee is great for migraines, aches and pains, joint pain, IBS, all that type of stuff. And it'll get you going up in the morning just like normal coffee would. So get on it today. They have K-Cups or the normal coffee beans, however you prefer to have it. And you can get, I already said, 25% off your first order, but it's also like 20% off for life if you sign up for their membership service. So be sure to jump on that and get the good deals through Strava. And with that money you're saving, maybe, you know, sign up for a DNVR annual membership. Uh, AJ already mentioned it, but we got a couple of prospect pieces coming out tomorrow, so you're going to want to check those out and see where... Prospect day On accident, yeah. it's prospect day It just worked tomorrow. out that way. Even yeah, though we've got a uh, prospect portfolio where Rudo runs down and gives you highlights of the prospects in the system. Megan's got a featured piece on uh, Eustace Ananen that'll be running tomorrow, and then tomorrow's pod is the 
mid-season top 10 pro- abs prospect check-in from us. Yep. So prospect day tomorrow for sure. If you haven't read AJ's Bednar piece yet, go read that. That's excellent stuff. Should do that. Go check that thing out. Um, yeah. Sign up for the membership. Get a free DNVR shirt. Also, we have lots of good shirts. I know I know a lot of people were talking about the Kemper tonight, even though he didn't play. Uh, maybe someday we'll have someday soon we'll have a cadre shirt. We're working on it. We're seeing we're seeing where it's going. <laughs> Blaze doesn't want any pressure on him for that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I know people want a cadre shirt, so we're looking into it. Uh, okay. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Honestly, I think you you put it very well, Blaze. You explained the first goal of the game the Avs gave up to Detroit halfway through the second period. A lot of Avs on the wrong side of the puck when you give up a three-on-one <laughs> the other way. Um, it's one of those messy situations where an, an errant shot rims around the boards and then McCarr kind of makes a questionable pinch and it doesn't work out. But if, if we're talking... Hockey feels giving up a three on one never feels good. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the other team's usually going to score on that, right? Like three on one, like, come on, like, yeah. just too many options, right? So, it's it happens. I mean, would, the only know. the only real critique that you would have there is that maybe you'd like to see Gerard be a little more decisive, and if he's going to take away the shot, take away the shot. Yeah. Uh, instead, he kind of just takes him away from the equation <laughs> because he takes away the pass, but with the pass off the pads that ended up happening, it didn't matter, and he was just then no longer part of the play. And, and like to be honest, there's another team out there. Credit to Mo Sider. That is a ridiculously good pad pass that he made. Yeah. He sets him up perfectly for that goal. But. Yeah, well, and then Frankie instinctively is moving to the back to the middle of the net. Yep, because he's on one side and he doesn't know where that rebound is going, and then that takes him out of that position. It's, it's a good goal. It's like it's like when a tennis player, you know, moves the other guy around and then he and then hits the finisher off the line, and yep. you're like, all right, well, that's where he wasn't. So <laughs> sometimes you just get beat. Yeah. And, like, your problems with that play start with how the three-on-one gets created. You know, yep. you miss wide. Um, McCarr with, with a bit of a, a misplay and a pinch there. And then Burkowski is slow to get back. And so, you know, it's it's multiple guys. Yep. Multiple guys contributing to how it gets created. And it's it's you see how, how hockey is made. Like, <laughs> it takes little mistakes <laughs> by multiple guys up the ice. And, and they make a good play and they capitalize. Yeah, and that's it. That was the end of like them doing a meaningful thing, because their goal to make it four to two didn't really change much for me. So I don't really care about it that much. Yep, I care about that as much as I care about the empty net goal, which is to say, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Especially the way that they get where Devon Taves defends two guys down low successfully yep. blocks blocks the initial attempt and just has just it land right, right back stick yeah. and then robbie fabry fucking heals that thing yep. he boosts that and it still has to go in off of Franzosa's foot to get into the net yep like they they caught every imaginable break to create that goal 
and it only just got in. And so I, I don't care about that second goal. That second goal is the hockey gods being the little the 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 Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes just pissing on an abs logo. That's all that was. Uh, well, and at four two, I just didn't. In four two, with like ten to play in the third, uh, knowing how it finished up, I don't care. I think our our watch along summed it up pretty well when Kadri put in the goal to make it three one, and the the our vibe wasn't oh okay the Avs are up three one they should win this game now our vibe was hey Blaze hit another bet yeah, Blaze make money <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> there was yeah. a lot of confidence tonight. We'll put it that way. <laughs> well, today at four one, I was like, "Should I start writing?" And then it was like, "Well, if I wasn't doing a watch along, I would." Yep. And I wasn't gonna just leave Rudo halfway through and be like, "Please, I got it. I could handle it." <laughs> yeah, you're a big kid, but I also am not gonna be like, "Hey, I'll do watch alongs up until it's time." I am right. tired <laughs> to go and would like to go do it something else now. Goodbye. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's true. That's true. We're yeah. just going to name Blaze's DraftKings account the Yacht Fund. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it. 1.1 million. Yeah. Really? really? No pressure. No pressure. Really need McCarr to win that Norris. Really need it. If McCarr winning the Norris is the difference between Yacht or no Yacht, my campaigning is going to get very real with me. <laughs> There will be cash gifts. It will be a trail of dirty money. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be like college basketball up in here. I'm doing everything I can behind the scenes to make that work. I, I do think a Kadri's goal near the end of the second period is is a good note that when the Avs want to, they just start doing the little things again because they get pucks to the net and look at Kadri. He's won the positional battle. He gets himself directly in front of the crease and he's the one to pick up the rebound and, and put it in. It, it's not free to just walk in front of a, a team's goalie. They don't give that up very easily unless you're the Avs sometimes, but we're not going to talk about that tonight. <laughs> but it, again... Did the Avs play their absolute A game tonight? Nah, eh, probably not. Did they play well enough to win? Yeah. I'd say I'd say they played a B game without Nathan McKinnon, and yep. that gets it done. Yep. That, and it was a bounce back. They're good enough. They're good enough to get to get it done, even against a team that's solid. solid. Detroit. Yeah. This is not, I mean, they're not Buffalo, Arizona, Montreal caliber. Detroit just isn't anymore. As, as much as it pains me to say, they're just a little bit better than that. <laughs> yeah, they're and they're look how look how easy out. that Kadri goal is. Like, look what it is. Look how it starts. It's there's nothing fancy about it. There's nothing cute about it. It's Miko Rantanen throws a puck. It hits some bodies. Nazem Kadri just it it they get a good bounce and it just he just pops it in it, and you're done. And it's three one and you're just kind of like Q. I mean, goals like that are exactly why you fight to be in the good positions, right? Yeah, a lot of the time, Kadri's going to be standing that front there, and nothing comes of it. But he's well, there and ready at the right time. What I what I also really like is that it's just a couple of game minutes. Yep, because they they make it two one at eleven thirty five. So you're halfway through the game at that point. All right, well, they're feeling good. If it's two one going into the third period, they're feeling like, hey, we're in this thing. Instead, eighteen at eighteen nineteen, just under two minutes to play, they get that Kadri goal. 
All right. And then just over two minutes into the third period, they get the Natushkin goal. So they yep. finish the period strong and they come out in the third. And instead of Detroit having some big push or whatever, the Avs just drop it on them. And then it's 4 1. And even the most optimistic of optimists has to be like, this is kind of an uphill climb now. <laughs> uh, okay. I do want to talk about that Natushkin goal a little bit more. But first, if you actually want to watch the Avs in Denver, Avaca TV has you covered. It's an actual television service that actually will broadcast the ads for you to an affordable price. You don't have to go over to DirecTV and pay for all that. Obviously, Comcast still has their issues. Avaca will give you Altitude TV and other national channels right to your television for just 25 bucks a month, plus five bucks more for their transceiver. Uh, it's an over-the-air plus internet, so you do need an internet connection, but it works just like normal television. You get on there, you pick up the remote, you turn on your TV, and you're watching Altitude. It's super easy. You don't have to jump through any of the hoops like unfortunately so many of us in denver are used to at this point to watch an abs game you don't have to do that me tonight oh yeah Ivaca tv what'd they say that Ivaca tv rocks true like seriously that happened no argument there it's it's genuinely the easiest way to watch the abs so jump on it go get a vodka also if you're a if you're a baseball fan they will carry altitude sports or not altitude uh at and tv sports network as well so denver sports they got you covered on your tv for an affordable price Avaca is the way to do it go get it today you can go to Avaca. i believe it's avaca.tv hang on hang on i for, i've forgotten their address let me look it up it's not every day that, that I mess up a, a read, but sometimes it happens. Sorry, Avaka. Uh, all right, avaka.tv slash DNBR. I was right. Should have trusted my gut. That had been fine. Unfortunate. <laughs> Head on over there. Go get yourself Avaka TV. And then you can hit up DraftKings Sportsbook. Follow Blaze's bets and make yourself a good bit of money. As Only hit two of the four because the power play didn't come through tonight. But Hit hit yeah, the big right. pluses. You hit you hit yeah. the plus win one fifteen on the abs, and then the plus one seventy five on Kadri's got you in the black. So, boom, go get some money. DraftKings, of course, they have ridiculous offers almost constantly. It's actually incredible how much money they're giving. You bet on a new account. Use code DNVR. Bet one dollar on any NBA team to win their next game. You get a hundred and fifty dollars in free bets. Hundred and fifty bucks to just mess around with, no risk. Have a little bit of fun. You might as well, right? You can check out same game parlays. You can do all sorts of crazy stuff. You can bet on cornhole. You can bet on the national chess championship. You can bet on probably sports that I've never even heard of. So go do whatever you want with DraftKings. It's it's dope. Highly recommend you have a little bit of fun. It always makes stuff better, especially like I, I, I'm pretty sure AJ is the same way, but when I have trouble sleeping and it's like four in the morning and it's like, let's go see what random sport is on at four in the morning. And I'll just throw a couple bucks on it just for fun. Since I can't fall asleep anyway. Yep. Uh, good way to pass a little bit of time for sure. So download that sports book app. Now use promo code DNBR. When we sign up to get that $1 for $150 free bet on the NBA DraftKings, an official sport betting partner of the NBA must be 21 or older Colorado only new customers, only other terms, restrictions and conditions apply to draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Third period of the DNVR avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get to our king of the game. 
before we get to that fourth goal, because I think the fourth goal would qualify as the play of the game. But we're giving the king of the game to the man rocket, Gabe Landeskog himself. He picks up two goals, has five shots on goal, led the way getting the first goal for the Avs, will finish it up getting the empty netter for the Avs. As AJ mentioned, on a night without Nathan McKinnon, I think the takeaway we had for the top line, at very least, is you see McKinnon go out of the lineup and as Gabe Landeskog the one stepping up in his stead. Yeah, uh, Gabe Landeskog tonight, just to get into um, what kind of Nancy's, night that top, yeah. the top line had. 25-12 to 12 in Corsi, 11-6 uh, to 6 in shots on goal, 15-6 to 6 in scoring chances, and 4-4 to 4 in high danger chances. 15 to 6 in scoring chances. That's pretty good. 15 to 6. Ridiculous. That is some creation. Yeah. Doing a good job there. Yep. I mean, that's just it's just good quality hockey from that yeah. top one too. Well, and it started literally the first shift of the game. They, yep. It goes to show you that sometimes the third guy truly doesn't matter. They because Darren Helm, Darren Helm up, up the there, they still just dominated that possession. <laughs> they put him out there for a ceremonial first uh, first shift. He gets through two whistles. They keep him out there, and he picks up an assist off of it. <laughs> like one, good for him, and to like he legitimately helped. Like it wasn't like a bullshit assist; it was a good assist. Yeah. But but two, it just goes to show you that sometimes when those guys are vibing, okay, even without Nathan McKinnon, yeah. Turns out they got a lot of good hockey players on this team. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Nathan McKinnon, what, breaks 50 points tonight? Or Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog breaks 50 points tonight. Yep. With goals 24 and 25 on the season. <laughs> he has 51 points in 43 games. Wow. That's good, fam. So that's, that's the third banana on your top line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to the best play of the game. I want to hear Blaze's answer to this before I hear AJ's. On the Val goal, who made the better play? Is it Andre Burakovsky or is it Val Nachushkin? Uh, well, it's, I mean, it's Val. Like, he picked that up with his skates and then made a nice move to deke out the goalie to get him to freeze so that he could put it in on his backhand. I'm, I mean, you've got to give it to him. That, that's a lot of skill right there from a guy that we generally make fun of, like him scoring goals off of weird parts of his body. That was a very nice goal. And does that does he do his feet get an assist on that goal? Is that, <laughs> is that how we're gonna gonna mark it down on the sheet? It should be. It, it, it should really be Nachushkin. Nachushkin's feet, Burkowski. <laughs> Take the point away from Newhook. <laughs> yeah, no, no more Newhook multi-point night. <laughs> okay, and I, I don't really have a strong argument against Blaze here. It's yeah. a ridiculously good reception from Nuke and a, and a great finish. But AJ talked about it on our watch along. Anyone doubting Burkowski, go rewatch that goal and watch the work he puts in and the play he makes to even create an opportunity. Well, he him. starts. He starts that breakout in the ozone, by the way. He starts that breakout by deking a dude and then getting it up to Newhook. And then when Newhook rims the puck, Burakovsky makes a beeline, cuts in between four Red Wings, wins that puck, and pass and just throws it over to Nuke. And the rest is all Nuke. It's a yep. great play. Like that's not a that's not a high quality pass from Burakovsky. But when you consider the fact that he just won that puck battle. 
in a sea of red. That dude wins the puck and just throws it to Nuke and says, do something with it. And he does. <laughs> and that's like that's the play where Nachushkin did, was not doing shit like that when he got to Colorado. Certainly wasn't doing it when Dallas paid him to go away. And that's the thing that he's added to his game where you're like, it's that skill element to go along with all the hard work and all that other stuff. He's starting to show that kind of that kind of finishing ability. It's a great play by Nachushkin. But if you're if you're trying to figure out if you're sitting around and you're tweeting angrily about Andre Burkowski not scoring and not being useful and when's the last time he even made a nice play or whatever, well, there you go. You know, you know the other funny part of that goal is is this is going to be a little bit long winded. Well, not too long winded, but as I was growing up, like my coaches would always say, ninety five percent of goals are scored on the ice. I'm like. <laughs> okay coach whatever you know because everything that you see it's like all the highlight right bar down like just these sick plays you watch tonight's game starts making a lot of sense and then as i got older and obviously started coaching i started saying that to players players just look at you funny but you realize like you know the highlights are showing a lot but those goals getting to that dirty zone either making a play like that or getting a rebound is what how a lot of goals are scored are on the ice yeah so. i you know, 100% agreed. It's great to go bar down. It looks dope, but it's a lot more likely to score a goal when you're shooting it where the goalie isn't instead of trying to snipe one through a <laughs> millimeter hole past his ear, you know? Yeah. It, just how it uh, just how it works. You don't necessarily have to lift it all the time. <laughs> you know? Abs did a also, great when job Thomas Price leads simple. the net and yeah. make a really <laughs> nice look like... I'm not sure what he's reading there. Like Nachushkin, like we we give him great. Like he does a great job here, but he's just like, yeah, he was. Nachushkin does just do drag it. it back to the backhand nicely, but it, yeah. Grice was full send on that forehand, and Nachushkin didn't make <laughs> that much of a lean that direction. I don't know, but you know what? You carry, I will see a great say, opportunity that close to a goalie. Like watching it though, like Nachushkin pulls it to his forehand. He does. And Grice and Grice immediately commits to it. So when he reads that and he goes to the back end and goes around him, it was like, yes, uh, yeah, it, uh well, especially when there's so much there's traffic on the other side of the net too, right? Like it's not it, like a sort of, yeah. They're yeah. coming back. So yeah. they're not they're not like established, but they're getting there. Yeah. It was not open ice though, no. Ah, that that hit by Cider on Berkey really wasn't that big in the third. Just so we're clear, uh, he was yeah, he was off balance yeah, when he got hit. It's a common thread that I see where people will see a hit of a guy that's off balance and they think he got crushed, and it was really like, yeah, he just kind of fell over. Well, and it's and like if you've ever been hit like that, it does, it's you, nowhere near the same. Yeah, those your yeah, those are fine. Yeah. Your momentum's already going that way, and so you're just kind of like, okay, well, I got there faster, and it looks cool, but. <laughs> It doesn't hurt anymore. Yep. Whereas, like, if you get stood up by a dude, that and, feels like you've been hit by a train. Yep. Yes. So very, very different. Uh, we got a couple super chats to get to here. I believe in you, producer Yah. Here, <laughs> uh, is something happening right Did now. He abandon us. All right, it's fine. I can do it. Uh, $5 from Blake been dealing with a concussion and the watch along was awesome. So I could just listen and not be on a screen. Thank you guys. Bo. 
<laughs> <There's> that <laughs> <laughs> and then five dollars from pin king aj needs to show dnvr videos on his tv in the background <laughs> lol i'd be pretty fine i think i'll start doing that having having other pods running on youtube in the <laughs> yeah, background there you go. <laughs> i'm good with that a little bit of or just have this one on mute in the back yeah the inception just like style. 10 seconds delayed <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the ultimate <laughs> arrogance <laughs> they have my own pod on oh be so good <laughs> okay um yeah so i really don't think this was this complicated of a game but uh, any any final thoughts you guys want to add i i will say um really liked really liked uh jost with the new hook Agreed. i think that would be a thing that i would be curious to see them maybe explore a little bit um LOC has got to get the cobwebs. Yeah, it's it's been a struggle out. for a bit too long yeah. now for him. Yeah, because too too much of a hard fourth line energy coming from both Knack and LOC at the same time. Yeah, where they're very redundant guys with their skill sets. The fact that they're both right wings. If they're if one of them's not going to play at a thirty point pace, they're both going to play at an eighteen point pace. There's not yeah. room for two of that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I it's I, it's to one of those guys has a three year deal. <laughs> I didn't so. notice Knack tonight. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? And, uh, most nights I don't notice him as games go on. I notice him a lot more early in games when he's feeling he's got a little bit of jump, feeling good, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But <clears throat> tonight I didn't really notice him at all. And it was it was more it was more like depth. The, the the I had I had more issues with Colorado's defenders than I did forwards. Uh, I thought I thought Jack Johnson was really bad again. Yeah, I thought I thought EJ was kind of that typical sort of. There were some good. Was like there were some bad. Yeah. Like there were there were things that you could if if you really wanted to go to bat for him, you could. If you really wanted to dunk on him, you could. Um. And and I thought it was just kind of more of the same. Uh, a lot of what we've seen from him this year, where there's a little bit of good, a little bit of bad, but I don't feel strongly. Um, I thought both Taves and Makar had moments, especially Taves. I really didn't like his puck management. Yep. Um, I didn't have a super strong problem with Ryan Murray, but again, putting up bad numbers is, is concerning. Um. He had one play that I think was like, "Yeah, you want better than that." That I remember, where he he just straight up turns over a puck in the offensive zone. But Gerard defensively, I didn't like tonight. I didn't like him defensively. Um, offensively, I just don't think he did enough. That the second power play unit was it was a ghost, non-existent. Uh, it's just Gerard and Taves throwing pucks back and forth to each other. Like, yep. are you going to try something or are you? And they tried they. Both of them were like, now you'll do it. And then nothing gets done. You do nothing until there's 10 seconds left, and then you throw a shot from nowhere, and it's right. like, uh, whatever. Especially and, when there was lanes to the net for both of them, too, yep. where they just they deferred on those both of those times that I saw. Well, and certainly with their really limited ice time on the power play, uh, their problems are not as magnified as the top power play unit looking yeah. horrible. So... But some of that, some of that is also like, look, and I'm not going to put all of it on JT Confer, but he takes that spot on the top unit. The top unit is now 
I, I say is now. It hasn't been good for a month. Like, but that McKinnon to JT Comfer is a big step down. It is, yeah. and they treated it that way. Yeah, um, they treated they treated that top unit because they didn't shade over to try and worry about JT Comfer's existence. Yep, at all. Pretty much. Um, just for for notes, excluding Curtis McDermott, uh, Knack was the lowest TOI. At just eight twenty four, so yeah, eight twenty four, and I think what really, really, really hurts Abe Kubel is that he doesn't do anything on the either special teams unit. Yep, he's never been a PK guy ever in his career. He's, he's not a PKer, and he's not a power play guy. The only forward, I guess, depending on how you feel about McDermott, uh, <clears throat> to not play any special times team. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, McDermott at five minutes, right? If you're going to play five minutes, you can't take a penalty, but at least his shot metrics are good. Yeah, it's... We don't need to have this conversation again. McDermott's a known quantity at this point. Yeah. It is exactly what it is. It was another another normal night for Curtis McDermott where you're just like, please don't screw anything over, and then he does something (laughs) dumb, and this one, this this something dumb was a penalty. Yep. And then you're just like, all right, well, we'll see. But 13, two and one without Nathan McKinnon. That's pretty good. Yep. Last note, solid night for Pavel Francos. Stops yeah. 32 of 34, makes all the ones that the abs need him to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of, a couple of ones were down the stretch. You're like, oh, big save. Yep. Or you're like, hey, if that, if that, if that puck goes in, you have a problem. But I don't think, uh, I don't think he was great. No, good he, he didn't have to make good any, night. any ridiculous saves, but he made the good ones. Yeah, good night for him. Okay. He just continues to do his thing, man. He just keeps rolling along where you're like, this guy is rock solid as a backup. Yep. He's gonna he's gonna have a night like he had against Dallas, where it's just not very good. Um, you know, That's where you're just like Meh. happens to every backup in the league. Yeah. And but but I mean his overall body of work just continues to be you're just like you guess I blame. That easy. Okay. We're going to get out of here for the night. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out. We appreciate all of y'all so much, whether it was the post game, the pregame, or the watch along hanging with us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. We will be back tomorrow with the Prospect Podcast, as mentioned. And from there, Friday, we got a busy day. We're making a lot of cool stuff, trade deadline related. Be sure to keep your eyes out for that in the next week or two. Should be fun. Uh, yeah. We'll talk to you mm. on the next up. Oh. If we have anybody, uh, if we have any on the off chance, we have anybody in Ukraine tonight. Be safe, friends. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you can all stay safe. Obviously, situation going over there is not great. Anyway, we love you. We'll catch you on the next one. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom... 
Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.